This week on Access Louisville, we're going to talk about a promising company leaving town. It's another hit for our public company scene. Plus, Yum Brands just made an acquisition. We're going to talk about what it means. This show is going to be both sad and delicious, like any good fast food meal. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Haley Cawthon. Hello. Brooke Timmons. Hi there. And Chris Larson. Hey, hey. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. Guys, we had a story this week on our website about Girl Scout cookies. There's going to be a new flavor coming up. It's called Lemon Ups, and they feature inspirational messages. And, of course, they're lemon-flavored. So my question for you guys is, A, I guess, what did you think of the Lemon Ups? And, B, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie and why? And I'll start with Chris because it looks like he wants to say something. I do. I really like I, So I like the Lemon Ups. They're not going to top my list uh, as far as my favorite Girl Scout cookies go. But they are a solid entry into the pantheon of wonderful, delicious cookies that we buy from the mm. Girl Scouts in our neighborhoods. Yes. Um, They're good. I like And them. I like, I, I don't know, I like eat, seeing something that says something motivational, like, I'm gutsy, or I'm a risk taker, yeah. or I'm a leader, and then devouring it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I, really internalizing the message. Internalizing the message. You can fire me later. <laughs> no, I like that. I, no, no, no. I will, I'll allow that one. <laughs> You don't have to take a lap. I don't need to take a lap. Okay. All right. Uh, Brooke, how about you? Um, so I liked the Lemon Ups. Um, I didn't like them as much as the Savannah Smiles, which I think that they replaced those in our market with the Lemon Ups. Um, the Savannah Smiles were a lemon cookie that were kind of um, coated in powdered sugar, and they were super delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my favorite Girl Scout cookie is the Thin Mint. Nice. Um, yeah, that's I mean, a good one. I like that one. You are lying if you say that you can't, if you haven't sat on your couch and powered through a sleeve of those. <laughs> I mean, come on. Mint and chocolate go very well together. They do. I they think. do. So, yeah. uh, Haley, what do you think? Uh, I liked them. I thought they kind of tasted like Fruit Loops more than lemon. Yeah, yeah. You I don't yes, know. They yes, had a, like a fruity, a, bit, yeah. a fruity cereal tang to them. They had like this coating on the bottom. Like I'm sure it's like a sugar coating on the bottom. It was, they were really good. Um, not like other lemon things. I, I'm not a big fan of artificial lemon, but these were good. Um, my favorite Girl Scout cookie is the Samoa because I love coco- coconut and caramel. And uh, yeah, I know that coconut can be controversial for well, other not people. Well, coconut, but caramel. Yeah, no, all of those those are good. I'll allow it. They're good. If you guys haven't been to the um, Girl Scout Dessert First event before, put it on like your to do list because they all of these local restaurants take uh, Girl Scout oh, cookies yeah, yeah. and make different dishes. So they'll make desserts, they'll make appetizers. It is so With awesome, and it usually comes up. It's usually in the winter time, like February, March, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So fun fact I forgot to say when I introduced the question is that Girl Scout cookies are made in Louisville. There's like a What's the name? Little of Brownie Bakers. Little Brownie Bakers, and they make 10 million cookies a year. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so th- this is a local th- thing that that uh, you know that supplies all these uh, cookies to. I guess do you know what region they serve, or is it all over? I think um, 
little brownie bakers they work with the girl scouts of kentuckiana okay. i think they're partnered in what the, but they, they but do, they go all they over go farther yeah like they I make more cookies like than the, like the north or the midwest or anything like that because i know that the, uh my friend that lives in iowa has uh their cookies are called peppermint patties and the, like the peanut butter patties they're not called tagalongs oh. and thin mints which is just like mind-blowing to me so get out yeah all right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I got to talk about my favorites though, real fast. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I think we up. breezed oh, over that. Yeah, no, Sorry. it's all good. I, well, my fault. What, my fault in, inserted into my time to talk. So I, I've got two tagalongs and the dosi dos. I'm looking at the official Girl Scout website. Those are also called peanut butter sandwiches. Sandwich. <laughs> Those are the dosi dos are. Yeah, dosi dos. Yeah. yeah. I like the peanut butter tagalongs as well, and I like the lemon cookie. Surprisingly, I don't like lemon things very much, but. Uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't super lemony though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a fine cookie, little brownie bakers. Well done. Yeah. Well done. We all it. of them. Well done. Nice Just. job. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, let's see here. Let's move on to more serious topics, and that's the story I teased in the intro. Uh, big story this week is that Apellus Pharmaceuticals has moved its headquarters to Boston. This was a very promising pharmaceuticals company. Uh, it formerly was based in the Crestwood area, and uh, we had. There have been rumors about this, right? That they were maybe going to go to Boston. Yeah, rumors not so much as uh, suspicions and, and speculation and intuition. I mean, Appel's Pharmaceuticals was getting to the point where they really didn't fit in in Kentucky. Like, right. you, you think about Kentucky and successful companies, and pharmaceuticals is not at all you know, in that realm yeah, of, yeah. of successful Kentucky companies. They were kind of... Uh, genuinely a one-of-a-kind for the area mm-hmm. now the the supposition is that they're getting to the point where they need access to the right kind of biotech and pharma talent boston mm-hmm. has a lot of that mm-hmm. and guess what yes louisville doesn't have a and lot they just of added a lot of employees right that's, they, r- that's right to what was it 71 to 238 yeah 70 to 238 roughly uh, basing that on some sec filings yeah. now um we knew that they had done a big office expansion in Waltham, Massachusetts in 2018. Right. And at that point, I called you know, called up the CEO, Cedric Francois, and was able to get an interview with him and ask him point blank, you know, are you guys going to move to Boston? And he said that they, at that time, they didn't have a plan to move the headquarters, that they were proud to be a Kentucky company. This is where they got their start. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the science behind Appellus Pharmaceuticals was born out of research that, uh, that Cedric Francois and other people at Appellus had been leading since like 2003. And it was a L. They were at L when they were leading. Yeah, that. yeah, they were a L company, one of the companies that that successfully commercialized in, you know, almost almost 20 years ago now. Yeah. Um, so they didn't have a plan at that time, but I imagine if you're growing that fast, you're probably going to need a lot of talent and I bet we don't have a lot of uh, you know, the type of uh, pharmaceutical talent. Yeah, and this is a, this is one of the problems that, you know, Louisville's going to have until we can create a certain amount of gravity around certain science-based industries. Yeah. Anything that is going to start here is going to get pulled into the places where they have a lot of talent, San Francisco, mm-hmm. Boston. We've seen that with a lot of tech companies and that sort of thing. So, yeah. um, uh, do, you, do you know if they're leaving anything here in Louisville? No, here, here's a little and bit Crestwood, of a problem. I don't, I I don't know. Um, so the company has not returned... You know, my calls or emails asking for clarification. You called seven people yesterday. Yeah, I, con- I, reached, <laughs> I reached seven people affiliated with the company, and I got bubkiss on, you know, what their situation is. Yeah. Now, late yesterday, and I think I'm telling you this for the first time, they issued uh, 7 million shares or announced that they're going to issue 7 million new shares of oh. common stock. 
So there might be a quiet period around that where they can't, you know, talk about what they have going on publicly once they get past a certain point in that equities offering. Right. But once they get past a certain point, I do expect they're going to, you know, reach back out and try to tell a story about, you know, what their future holds. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to tell that at Louisville Business first. Yeah. And, and we can see, you know, if they do have anything here. I can't. Maybe they would keep some department back. Um, I'm not sure what that would be. Um, but it's another public company gone. Uh, we had, I think, in your story, uh, your updated story, you said we had 19 a few years ago. We had 16 last year. This would take us down to 15. Is that right? Yes. And so there's a lot of healthcare stuff going away. Yeah. So back 2016, 2017, we had one, two, about five. We had about five public companies that were in the healthcare space. Um, the biggest one being, you know, Kindred, that's not on the, a public exchange anymore. Kindred went private through a deal with Humana and two private equity firms. Almost Family, a big national home health care, was also uh, acquired, not pri- by private equity, but merged with another publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pharmerica was bought by private equity. Um, and pretty much 2017, 2018 was public, almost every public health care uh, company went private. Apellus launched their IPO yeah. in 2017, and Humana is still publicly traded, but you know they're not getting purchased. They're not a easy acquisition target, yeah. so they're probably going to be around on those public exchanges for a long time. Yeah, and uh, and I'll mention another one that it, it isn't a healthcare company, but it was uh, acquired. Or yeah, it was just acquired, Industrial Services of America, um, and I'm not sure that if that happened before after our 2019 list came out so i think that happened after yeah that most people know that as the vince tyra company because he's on the board of that company that got bought um and that transaction closed right around the end of the year and so that's one more off the list so maybe it'd be 14 i guess we'll just have to uh take stock here in a couple months i think when allison uh (laughs) take stock yeah take companies i didn't even do that on purpose wow that was just writing the headlines for us i know i know uh anyway so uh just for you guys uh, and haley can i'm sure chime in on this because we see it a lot with companies moving out of town but what do we got to do to keep promising companies here in Louisville? I know you've written about the money side of it a lot. And yeah, obviously capital. Um, I think there is capital here, but there's not a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I think a continuous problem that we see, especially when it comes to homegrown Kentucky companies that are like searching for funding, searching to you know get to that next level. Um, it's outside of a Series A. That's about as big as you can go. I've here. heard that as you, well. You have to look outside at other investors, and I've heard um, you can do that, but some of those investments that come from out of state will require you to relocate to that state. Yeah. So that's always the that's always the double-edged sword there. Yeah. I've heard that, too. I heard there's Series A money here in town, sure, but when you get to Series B or Series C, the real, you know, high levels of capital, then uh, you're just not going to find that here. You're going to have to go somewhere else and that that somewhere else is probably going to call you <laughs> you know uh, we've seen that happen with a couple of companies i wrote about um drive capital drive. is that what you're thinking of? no what was the toothbrush company oh bean brush bean brush but yeah it was from drive capital. capital oh but yeah. that was drive capital yeah. well they got investment from drive okay capital. And that's yeah in columbus. and they went to columbus <laughs> because yeah. of that and um uh and then there was a couple other you wrote about one uh the company that started uofl they made educational products and they went to San yeah, Francisco. Codable. Codable. Yep, yeah. they weren't seeing interest in a coding company in Louisville in t- 2013. I think is when they were founded, and so they packed up and moved to the coast. And they've been really successful yeah. over there. And then on top of that, I think just like 
there's the money thing, sure, and then you kind of also need to have a cool town, and I think that's where Louisville has a long way to go. That's why I'm, I, I, you know, I love the idea of an NBA team here in Louisville. I love that we're doing more stuff with soccer because that's pro sports, uh, you know. So um, I think we just need that kind of. I mean, we got some cool stuff. Bourbon, bourbonism is cool. The music scene here is great. The art scene here is great. But you know, I think we just need to continue. To we need to be able to like, you know, I don't know, land a top golf. Yeah, 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 <laughs> land a top golf without like <laughs> litigation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, so that's why you know that I've you know kind of I think that's why a lot of people are leaning into that kind of thing, like top golf and these you know big development projects, is because. In order to keep promising companies, maybe it wouldn't have been the case with, with Apellis because they're so specialized and there's just not pharmaceutical talent here. But, um, but I think it could have been the case with, uh, with some of these other companies. You know, I mean, um, it, it, obviously money's <coughs> a big draw too. So, uh, But I'll switch gears here to another company we've often pondered about whether or not it would leave town and that is <laughs> Yum Brands. Um, Yum Brands is the owner of KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut. They just made an acquisition. So Haley, what did they what did they buy? Uh, so Yum Brands just bought The Habit Restaurants, Inc., which is The Habit Burger Grill. It's a California-based burger chain. They have about 270 locations nationwide and they're like sprinkled everywhere. We just don't have any here in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, but they bought them for $375 million, and the deal is expected to close in the second quarter of this year. Nice. Um, and uh, they, they, we haven't seen them make an acquisition like this, and as far as back as I can remember, and they've had those um, those three brands, KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. They had a couple others. They had Long John Silver's they sold, and they had A&W, which they sold. Um, this is the first time we've seen them make an acquisition. So this is kind of like he talked about it be in the new yum and kind of they're going to be in acquisition mode at yeah this point. so david gibbs is yum's new ceo he just took the reins um in the top leadership position um just this month <coughs> after uh, sorry i'm drawing a blank now greg creed greg creed after greg creed retired at the end of 2019 so david gibbs within this release about this major acquisition he said um, you know, we're coming off of a three-year um, transformation period, and now we're poised to make these strategic investment mm -hmm. acquisitions and investments, and they're looking to grow in that way. So I think we could see more acquisitions coming from Yum yeah. within the next year or so. That's good to see. Um, so the, the transition period I think he was referring to is about three years ago, Yum was kind of um, doing two things. First of all, it was a franchise owner for those three restaurants and secondly it was operating restaurants which is a very different thing to do in china and that was uh their china division so basically when they they sold that division off and it was like half their revenue was gone when they sold that that's how big the china division was for the company so they sold it and when they did that it left a much smaller yum here in louisville and i remember thinking are they still going to be sponsoring the yum center are they still going to be this you know corporate give back company that they were um, when they were as big and, and they were running all those China restaurants. Now that company is called Yum China and it's a separate company. Um, and uh, so to see them make an acquisition, I think it's positive for Louisville, uh, provided that they do stay here in town. A lot of their executives spend time. Because there was talks of them going to Dallas. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Pizza Hut is, is there. So they have the three brands, KFC, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, 
pizza huts in the da- Dallas area. And so, uh, and Dallas has an international airport. Um, I've heard, you know, the airport. But it's mostly about income, <laughs> income taxes. Is that oh, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Um, a yeah. lot of companies move there because of the, the tax because they code. can make more money. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, um, well, I do think the airport does have something to do with it, though, because those executives travel around the world. True. And they don't have to. Um, they can do that from Dallas much easier than they can. From I Dallas. wanted to make one more note about that three-year transformation period. Sure. Um, they went from, I don't know the exact statistic, but a lot of their restaurants were company-owned, and they went to, like, 99% franchise-owned yeah, stores. that's true. Uh, they increased stores, their franchise so percentage. By almost all. <laughs> almost all of their locations are owned by franchises yeah it's now. like 98 percent yeah. or something um which uh i think a lot of their shareholders wanted them to do <laughs> so uh that's like i said a different business to not operate restaurants because that that can be tough there's a lot more challenges uh when you're um you know finding people and and, and dealing with the public like that i'm sure that's very difficult uh lighter note habit burger we don't have one around here Maybe we'll get one. Chris, you've had Habit Burger a few times because you're from... I was like, uh, Chris is our My time yes. has come. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody who listens to this podcast with regularity, regularity knows Chris Larson can contribute absolutely nothing to restaurant talk. But now, but now, now I can. Chris <laughs> yes, is the you. only one of us who has had Habit Burger. So uh, what's Habit Burger like? Man, is this what you guys feel like all the time? <laughs> yes. Okay, so, so Habit Burger is, I'm going to call good but typical fast casual Americana. It's, you know, you're, you're going to expect, you know, big... You know, charbroiled burgers, big side of, of fresh cut fries. Think like competitor to In N Out, but you're gonna get I think a lot more bang for your buck. Whereas, you know, In N Out's franchise food is a little bit more on the uh, very obvious that we're trying to charge as high as we can for this mm-hmm. kind of minuscule, you know, beef patty. Um Habit Burger is kind of on the other side of that where you might pay just a little bit more, but you're getting a lot more as far as food goes. Nice. And I really enjoyed their um, also enjoyed their milkshake products. So like their three staples are like burger, like burger slash sandwich mm-hmm. fries, and then a s- certain assortment of frozen. So kind of like treats. a Shake Shack. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, it's, it's hard, it's hard to add a whole lot of variety on, you know, the actual substance of a lot of Americana fat, you know, fast food, but I think they do it pr- pretty well. Yeah. You know, what would be great is if <laughs> the habit burger could occupy some of the closed Steak and shanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That would yeah, be awesome. Okay. One question for you. And this is very important to me. Um, are the burgers thick or thin? They're thick. Oh, okay. See, I'm more of a, I like thin burgers. They're, these are, these are thick patties. Um, now, uh, if I'm remembering this right, granted I've lived here for three years mm. and I haven't had to have a burger in a while. Uh, the, I remember the, you know, just like a single patty, straight up, straight down, normal burger. The thick patty didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple a couple weeks later, I went for the double, and that was a bit much. Like, yeah. That was like one of those sandwiches you eat, and afterwards you're like, oh, boy, I'm going to get the meat sweats here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I like um, beef, but um, for some reason I don't like, I like thick beef. burgers. I like beef. <laughs> I like beef. Um, <laughs> I, I like thin I like burgers because they um, – uh, no, I know like what you mean. Charring like, on the outside, yeah. and it's like I don't they get like yeah. a little crispy, like a better yeah. texture to them. Yeah, and the charbroil flavor is obviously one of the things that they like really try to get at with the burger. So I, I got that with the burger, and sometimes I don't get that with like an In N Out burger. Yeah, because it's you know they're just trying to slide those things off the grill as fast as they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, what's the best fast food burger? 
Hey, Lee, I'll start with you. <laughs> you called on me because I think you've heard this before, but I've like never had a Whopper. I've never had a Big Mac. I haven't had any of That's like wild. the classic fast food burgers. I don't even know if I've had like one from Steak and Shake or Dairy Queen. Um, I've had lots of like just burgers at other places. Um, so I don't have a favorite, uh, but I do agree with you. I like the thin patty yeah. burger better and i like the toasted bun they have one in lexington you should go there yeah oh i kind of like um I, I i would say culver's is like my favorite fast food burger if we're just talking about chain fast food and a lot of the local places do the thick burger thing which i don't like as much um they, i think that uh food portions are just completely out of whack and you get like a giant plate of food that you can't possibly eat, but um, but I don't know why I'm complaining about that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you get more for your money. I know, like. but like I can only eat so much, and uh, it's not going to warm up very well. So anyway, that's a side. That was an aside. Brooke, what's your uh, um, favorite? So I think mine would be Five Guys. Yes. Um, I think that's a DC-based brand. Yeah. And um, I really like them. I think that they're good. So I've been saying for like five years that, oh, man, I, can, I need to go try Five Guys. And it's like right there on Shelbyville Road. And I just for some reason won't ever stop there. <laughs> it's been it. probably two years since I've had it. Yeah. I try not to eat fast food these days. <laughs> yeah. But um, but it's really good. Yeah. Chris. So uh, I'm also the resident cheapskate. So spending above a certain amount on a uh, sandwich that I can reasonably make for myself that I can almost guarantee would be better that I can than what I can get as I fast food. I'm not going to do it. Skate, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to admit. I'm just going like to admit that on the, on the internet. You, but then I just get lazy and go get. Yeah. Know, so I mean, uh, but a good fast food burger, I'm actually going to say, is probably uh, any number of the the steak and shake burgers. I'm I would take those over a Whopper. Oh yeah. Take those over a Big Mac. Well, Whoppers and Big like Macs Big are Mac. not very good. Well, McDonald's isn't very good. No. Like, their no. fries are good. Mm, yeah, their fries And their are shakes good. are fine. Yeah. and th- th- They're not as good as, like, Culver's or... Yeah. The only thing I like at McDonald's no. is their bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Oh, I like their egg and their breakfast. I'll eat okay. their breakfast, but mm, that's about it. And if it. you get a plain burger, it's not bad, but I don't know. There's just something about it. Just make your own burgers, guys. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to make... I, for some, That's another thing. This has gone off another tangent. I can't make a decent burger to save my life. And I can cook pretty well, but for some reason, burgers elude. Let me give you a great secret. So my dad puts A1 sauce and bourbon and a little bit of Worcestershire in his, uh, maybe some garlic powder, mix all of that up, put it on the grill. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it. I've tried it. a dozen recipes. And, the, and, and it, it never turns no, out. There's no like well. certain rhyme or reason. You just gotta just dump just it till, you, till it feels think. right. Use, yeah. use the force. Yeah. Um, yeah, for intuition. Reason, yeah. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I just I don't I don't know why that that, uh, that making a decent burger eludes me. So um, I often opt for those frozen ones that you can buy. No, David, no. Oh, never again. Stop David. it. It's already in the <laughs> they're patty. Just, they're fine. Oh. Yeah, you get a stack of them. They're about no, eight no, no. High. I'm gonna need you to roll up to your local grocery, <laughs> get some Angus ground beef. No, it's good beef. Trust me, I like beef. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we know. You like beef. Um, <laughs> you like... <laughs> mix it up with all of those... Yes. <laughs> mix it up with all of those delicious sauces and put it on your grill. It, it's delicious. I'm going to let the good folks at the Kroger Company do that for me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> freeze it and then sell it to me. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless they want to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're open Hashtag maybe. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Give us a call. Give us a call. <laughs> um, anyway, we're way off the rails, aren't we? Um, let's see. I think that's going to wrap it up for this week, unless there's any more burger talk anyone wanted to add. I'm good. All right. I kind of felt like Chris had one more thing to say. But I had foie gras on a burger once, and that was remarkable. Oh, oh really? I yeah. can't get behind that. <laughs> Hmm. hmm. Yep. Now all the animal rights people are going to send us lovely emails now. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, we're already uh, on thin ice in that uh, in that department. All right. Abort. So. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. Uh, before we sign off, we'll go around the room. You guys can share your social media handles, and also if you're working on something cool um, that people can check out, uh, feel free to share that as well. And I'll start with Chris. Yeah, you can reach me on Twitter at BFLUChris. You can also reach out to me on LinkedIn, very active there. And uh, shout out to anybody who's in the nonprofit space. Uh, we're r- trying to roll up uh, more uh, coverage from kind of more of the business and operations side of nonprofits in the area. That's a lot of really important work, both uh, in terms of you know dealing with a lot of the social issues that we s- struggle with in the area that do affect business in a big way. So yeah. if you are part of a Nonprofit or have suggestions on who I should reach out to, uh, reach out to me and we'll we'll connect. All right, Brooke. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at btimmons26. And I have a few things that I'm working on right now. Um, I'm getting ready to start planning our spring at home magazine. And if anybody has any ideas out there for um, some home coverage pieces, if your home is just like super awesome, send me an email. Uh, we'd love to photograph it. We'd love to come in and check it out. Um, so you can reach me at btimmons uh, at bizjournals.com. And I'm also super pumped about this week's cover story that, uh, the one and only David A. Mann wrote. Yes. I was going to plug that as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't steal your thunder, but I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Um, are you excited about it from a design perspective? All of it. I read every word of it. It was fantastic. You read every word of it? Yes. That was really long it was very long <laughs> guys it is it's a long one trust me read every word it's fantastic you could say it is fire oh yeah fire yeah we did yeah. we did light some stuff on Things fire were in lit my on house fire for the uh, uh for the our, cover our uh, photographer and i um lit some some alcohol on fire yes so, it's yeah. A, yeah um and to give some context on that i'll uh, i'll take over from there the story is about um uh, just how tough it is to become a liquor entrepreneur, entrepreneur in uh, Kentucky, and that's one of our signature industries. So I was kind of making, I don't want to say griping, but I was kind of making the point that, hey, here's the signature industry we have. Too bad there's so much regulation around it that, um, you know, that being in this industry is, is extremely difficult. Um, so uh, so the story's about these it's mostly about these two guys who founded a um, a rum company. They were going to sell rum, um, but then they they had a lot of uh, troubles along the way, and uh, including this mix up where their product got mixed up with some rye whiskey, and um, and it's uh, and they're funny as hell, and I love talking to them. Uh, the the story I think still has some profanity in it. There was a debate about whether it to leave the profanity. It might be being edited out as we speak. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> we'll just see. There might be profanity. There might not. Uh, but the two guys that I interviewed for the story, the main sources, uh, were uh, they were just you could just you know hear their frustration coming through with uh, some of the things that they have dealt with as as you know being in this industry. Uh, so that's that's this week's cover story. It comes out on uh, what day? Friday the tenth. Friday, January 10th, mm-hmm. so uh, check it out on in print and online. Uh, and then you can reach me um, at BFLUDavid on Twitter. 
Uh, you can also reach me about this show at uh, AccessLouisville at bizjournals.com. Um, and I'll leave it at there. I'll plug Instagram next time, I swear. Uh, maybe I'll take a, a picture and put it on there because I hadn't done that in about two months or something. I don't something. know what your cat looks like right now. <laughs> yeah, <so>. exactly. <laughs> what is, what's the cat doing? Uh, Haley, uh, how about you uh, save us from this? Uh, <laughs> So I'm also working on a super fun cover story that I expect Brooke to read every word of now. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> every I thought word you just of our ignored cover story. all, all <laughs> No, please. I have, as a designer, like, you're not just making things pretty. Like, I have to understand what you guys are writing pretty, about. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, so I'm working on a cover story right now on Endeavor. The organization has been in Louisville for five years now. So I'm writing on the impact on the entrepreneurial scene and talking to a lot of um, Endeavor board members, Endeavor entrepreneurs, and mentors. So I think it'll be really interesting to get a good grasp on, you know, what what Endeavor has done for Louisville. Um, you can find me on Twitter at bfluhaley, H-A-L-E-Y. Um, and I'm also on all the other social medias if you want to look me up. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, that's it for this week's show. If you want to check us out, if you like what you hear, you can check us out on popular podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. See how I saved that? I hadn't done this in a couple of weeks, so I forgot to plug that people can actually go subscribe to the show in some places. Um, uh, we're also experimenting with some video stuff. Uh, we have the camera rolling. I don't think we're going to do a full episode but because uh, they're just not getting the pa- the uh, not the page views, the video views, but uh, uh, the video we'll, d- we'll do maybe do a breakout with them or something like that. I think they they do pretty well when they're short. I don't think anyone wants to look at us for a half hour or whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so fair. Fair. <laughs> all right all right we hear you um so uh yeah you can you can check out maybe some some video clips from the show on business first uh social feeds including facebook linkedin and twitter uh and uh that's it for this week thank you very much Haley, brooke and chris and thank you guys for listening slash watching at